go. All right. Well, we back. Third episode of Dad Can We Talk. Uh, today, I got one of my brothers, one of my homies, one of my, um, one of my, I like to call him one of my best buddies. My brother, Michael Hill. What's good with you, bro? I'm good. Thanks so, for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So you already know, um, if y'all have been in tune with Dad Can We Talk, you know, we'd like to be genuine. We, um, we want to be real. And we're just going to have some fatherhood conversation. You know, we're going to talk about all things fatherhood. We're going to talk marriage. Uh, we're going to talk everything that encompasses fatherhood. And uh, I just want to get right into it today, bro. How you been? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm just honored to be here. And first of all, I just want to give you your props, man, for doing yeah. everything, for highlighting dads in general, man. And uh, it's important for for you to keep doing it because people have a stigma about dad. So uh, I'm just honored to be here. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one of the, my uh, one of my big things, man. You know why? Why I started this because I've always said, and you know, I've always said I know too many good dads out here. You know, I know too many, especially I know so many good black dads. And for the narrative around black fatherhood for years to have been that we're not there, you know, we're inactive, um, we're deadbeats, you know, all these negative uh, stereotypes about black fatherhood, things that honestly, I don't see too much of right now. Of course, I ain't saying that that ain't, that there are no bad dads out there, but I don't, I just don't like to focus on that because I know that there's too many dads out here that's taking care. And I ain't talking about just there. I'm talking about really being active in their children's lives, you know, as far as the education, um, feeding their children, um, taking their children out to events and doing things, you know, and there, there was a stat maybe back in, there was a study back in maybe 2016, 2017, where uh, the study found that actually it's the other way around. Black dads are the most involved okay. dads. Okay. You know, I, I think that. that was a study. I think it was from the CDC or something like that. And the study actually said that y'all, it, it found that black dads were actually more involved. And when it says more involved, I think they were saying like as far as um, taking their children out and doing things with their children, they said that black dads had the highest percentage of actually not just, oh, well, we live in the house with our children. Because just because you live in the house with your children don't mean that you're active with your children. That's it's a totally different thing. Totally. Totally different thing. And um, yeah, so that's why I say, you know what? I'm gonna start a whole podcast about, you know, highlighting these dads that I know that are like, man, I'm proud. I'm proud of all the dads that I know, people like you. Uh, all the other brothers that I know that are actually involved and active in their children's lives in every aspect, you know, it ain't no, well, I only do this or I only do that. Like there's so many people, uh, so many dads that 
or doing things that I know my dad didn't do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah bro, like I appreciate you yes, and everything that, that 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 you stand for because Thanks. it's important to have people like people like us in our community. And it's important for, for me, I feel like to highlight that, bro, because that's that's an important thing, man. But um uh, first thing, you know, uh how many children you got? Let the people know. Uh currently Four kids, three uh, girls and one boy. Yeah, yeah. So, and you got, <clears throat> we, we just going to go right here. We're going to go here. So you have, what, three from your wife, right? Three from my wife. So you have three from your wife and then you have, Correct. Uh, your wife had a previous child. Correct. So how has that been? Um, how has being a, how has it been being a stepdad? How has that relationship been? Yeah, it was it was uh, <clears throat> challenging at first yeah. because kind of like you said, the the, the stigma, uh, even putting the stepdad on it is hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate to come into to uh, meet my wife while she's uh, the baby was only like six, seven months old. Yeah. So yeah. I was fortunate enough to be there when she was young. Dang, she and, was that young? Yeah, six months, man. Dang. And so, uh, like, you know, I was fortunate to come in the picture where she could just look at me like a father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of most uh, cases, a lot of uh, stepdads come into the picture while the kids are already kind of like older yeah. and they yeah. don't really want to respect another man, mm-hmm. don't want to call him dad or whatever. So it was like, it was good, but now that she's older, me and my wife done been together eight years, yeah, and she's nine now. It's uh, it's like I can hear sometimes be like, "Well, I'm gonna call my daddy." Now I'm like, "Well, I'm your daddy," but you do got another <laughs> yeah, daddy. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like you know, I can see that she want to be around her other father, her biological father, which I don't mind, but I have to remind her that you know. I'm the father in the house that being with you, you know, for the long way. So it's it's getting to a point where I got to kind of like sit down and have a a, a talk with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To let her know where her biological dad come in at and where I come in at. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of challenging right now, but I'm up to the task. That's real. That's real. How how is your uh, relationship with the other dad? Uh... Like, 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 how does he feel about you being there and all that stuff? Yeah, he, he, uh, at first, of course, he didn't like it. Yeah. Until he seen what type of man I was. Mm-hmm. And consistently, basically, like, every time he seen me or heard, I was always doing something positive, always, like, uh, just loving, you know, just a loving person. So, uh, right now, we, we, we don't speak a lot, but, he respect me and I respect him and I think that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's straight up. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the most important things because of course you don't want to you don't want to tell him well you can't see your child or you can't talk with your child. I mean, at the end of the day, it is his daughter, but there also has to be boundaries. I think, um, especially if you know. If the person ain't really doing what they're supposed to do, 
And now all of a sudden, now they see you coming to the picture and now it's like, oh, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm taking my door. And it's like, no, nah, we gonna, we we might not. We ain't going to kind of do it like that, you know. And I, I, I know people that are like when they're when when the when the mother of their child has another man. Oh, they like, oh, no, <laughs> I got to go in. I, I can't let that happen. And they'll do everything they can to sabotage the relationship instead of just saying, you know what? Hey, it's all good, bro. Like at the end of the day, we got to work together. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing because it ain't about you and it ain't about your wife and it ain't about him. It's about the child. Yes. yes. You know, and like you say, you are the father in that house. And like, I know that, you know, she respects you and you know, I hear her saying all the time, you know, I'm gonna go, my daddy left already, you know, like to her, like, I know that's like, this is who I see every day. You know, this is my dad right here. And that's why I like to say, my thing is, I mean, I, I understand the whole stepdad thing, but man, if you taking care of that child and you're, you're uh, rearing that child and you're the person there, you know, making sure that child has food to eat, making sure that that child is clothed, making, uh, you know, having talks with that child, being there for that child emotionally, bro, you are the father. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I, yes. That, it is what it is. Hands People feel, feel how they feel about it. But the way I look at it, bro, if you are doing the father fatherly duties, you are the father. Like, no I, maybe other people might feel differently, but that's the way I look at it, you know? Uh, and that goes for not just stepdads, you know? Even if, you know, an uncle had to step in for a child and take yeah. care of a child. You know, I know some people that look at their, you know, uncles or their granddad or whoever the case may be. And it goes both ways, you know, even if it's like, you know, some people who were raised by their grandmother, you know, they will say, well, like my grandmother, my grandma was my mama, you know, because that's who they knew who took care of them. Yep. You know, so I mean, yeah, that's I I, I can see how that could definitely be. And like, and like I told my daughter. You know, it's good to have two dads. Right. I mean, both. I mean, both of us love <laughs> real. and both of us kind of like. You know, of course, I'm active and he's active when he can be. Yeah, when he can have the time. So I said, "Baby, you got it made." And straight I told up. him the same thing. I said, "She got two daddies." All right, straight so, up. So what's straight better up. than one? All two. Right. That's real. <laughs> That's real. That's real, man. So, uh, so you got that one, but so then. What's the so you say she's what ten now or nine? She'll be ten in October. She's ten. And How I, old the other one? Oh, uh, Mia is five, five, and Mariah is two, and Michael is one. Yeah, boy. So, so y'all yeah, back to back. Y'all kind of like us, back. you know. We got the Azrael six, Uriah four, Nana three. Back to back to back. When I tell you, man, I was just telling oh, I was just telling Chanel this morning. I'm like. Bro, parenthood is like sometimes, bro. I'm like, oh my god! Like, how do I keep my sanity, especially with these kids that are back to back like back that? to back? And then it's like you trying to deal with all of them in the one, and man, sometimes, bro. 
How do we do it? Is my question, bro. Hey, you know, I always say parenting is the best learning and teaching <laughs> skill you could have. I mean, because every day you learning. That's real. And every day you teaching. That's real. So you a teacher every day and you a student kind of like every day. All right. So I was looking at that the other day and I was like, man, that's the best gift every day of waking up or being a parent. You right. learning something new every day. And then you teaching something new every day. Every day, bro. Every day. <clears throat> every, every day. day. Every day, man. Every day. And that's how sometimes, bro, honestly, bro, it, it be a struggle, you know, because it's feel like, so, especially when you feel like you you trying to teach all of these things, but it's like they ain't getting it. Every day, I'm telling you, clean up behind yourself. <laughs> when you get up from the table, make sure you take your plate, put it in the trash. My little baby, uh, Nana, she liked to take her whole plate with the spoon and everything, throw the stuff in the trash. And so I started realizing, like, hey, but we ain't got no more spoons. We ain't got no more for it. Yep. And then one day I seen her do it, and I'm like, that's, that's where what? all my stuff at? So I done had to go and buy a whole new thing of spoons and forks and all a whole new thing, bro, a lot. The other day, she getting her, her, her plate from the table and go throw the thing. I say, so you still doing that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many times am I going to have to tell you to not throw it? And it's like, and then I be having to step back at times because I be getting, I'm talking about real deal frustrated, bro. And then it's like, and then God would say to me, you just the same way. Just the same way. <laughs> that, it, 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 that's that's so good about it, though. You know, like you were just saying, it's like, it, now yeah. you have to figure out a problem, right. how to deal with that. And then yeah. when you do it and you see your child learn it and you say, man, I actually solved the problem and she actually got it. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So, in the flip side of that, like you say, your kids will bring out the worst in you. All right. The man. kids will bring out the worst in you. Like, you, they'll have you madder than anything in the world. <laughs> your boss, your wife, you know, your co worker, the driver, the people in the Starbucks line. Your kids will have you saying, <laughs> I ain't never been this mad before. 38 hot, bro. Real deal hot. Cause I'm telling you, bro. But like I say, it always sobered me up at the thought of uh, you the same. I'm the same way when it comes to my relationship with God. It's like I ain't perfect, Mm -hmm. you know. I make mistakes. I do the the same thing over and over and over again. Even after I say, "Well, this gonna be my last," I ain't gonna do that no more, or I ain't gonna think like this no more. And so it's always sobering. You know, it hit me this morning. I was driving here to church this morning. And I was fussing at the kids all morning. And then it hit me like. That's how I be. Boy, I know God probably be wanting to slap me all, <laughs> all in. All, <laughs> slap me all up because I'm, I'm literally, bro. It's like, I'm a child too, you know. And it's even, it, it even goes past, you know, um, the spiritual point, you know. Things that I shouldn't do in my marriage, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> saying certain things when I know I shouldn't say it, you know, getting upset and just saying things impulsively, knowing that the last time me and my wife got into it, I said, well, baby, I ain't gonna do that no more. 
And then I'll still be mad. And I'm like, you know, so at the end of the day, that's the thing that always keeps me grounded and sober as a father, knowing that I still have things to learn too, mm. you know? And, and yes, yes. This right here is, a, is an important thing. What we talked about last time is uh, going back to your children and apologizing when you're wrong. And <clears throat> because I think that's good. Like, we can't give off this. I'm perfect persona. This I'm perfect persona Always to the right. children because then our children start to look at us like, you know, right now they're young. Mm-hmm. But then I think, you know, as they get older, then they start seeing that, shoot, daddy, you, you be doing stuff too. You know, like I'm fussing at them jokers about to put on, putting on their seatbelt. And sometimes I'm in the car and no I'm getting up driving. And I'm fussing at them, put your seatbelts on now. And then I realize I ain't got mine on. And it's like, and sometimes they'll call me out on that. Like, hey, but daddy, you ain't got yours on either. (laughs) And it's like, when they hit me with that stuff, it's like, dang, you know what? They right. I'm tripping right now. Now you still need to put your seatbelt on, but I do too. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Daddy, daddy, daddy wrong too. You know, we all need to put on the seatbelts. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that, that that's something that um that I think is very important in fatherhood. And I would like to ask you this question. What's your biggest mistake that you've made as a father up until this point? Some, something that you can say, you know, this is this right here was one of the moments where I knew I needed to really um I needed to I needed to make this thing right or I needed to redirect even my own self, you know, after this mistake, you know, if there's been anything, any mistakes that you've made as a father, that could be a teachable moment to other fathers. That's a good question. That's a real tough question. Uh, Up to this moment, my biggest mistake, probably uh, not understanding my wife. Because you was alluding earlier about going back to our childhood and how we seen our fathers and even our father's childhood. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the time, I was trying to teach my wife certain things about how we should do things as one. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I said, first of all, I got to understand her because I was blaming her for a lot of things thinking she should already know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You should know this and you should know that. And I was like, how did she grow up really? I mean, I know, but now I really want to know. I want to go in deep about how it like mentally affected her. That's I real. know certain things, <laughs> but you know, mental health a big issue right now. And I'm looking at it like, man, she kind of like had mental problems growing up. So now that was, when I say I caught myself one day, is we got in a big argument. I said, how can I solve this? And I said, understanding her more. And so ever since that day, uh, I've been trying to understand my wife more and more at the age of 13, at the age of 14, at the age of 15. I want to know what she was going through and thinking about then because now we got daughters. That's and she was thinking about 13 sneaking out the house 
What you buy our daughter? What she gonna be thinking about? Or mm-hmm. even me as a as a, as a, a husband and a man? So uh, you know, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes uh, that I seen that I had to improve on. It's understanding my wife. That's real. And people might say, "Man, that ain't that that ain't that ain't important." But man, I feel you, bro. Because what, especially if you're not married, you really won't understand how important it is even for for children to see their mom and their dad working together as a team. Because I think what, what can happen at a lot of times is we pit ourselves against each other like we're enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, bro, we on the same team. You know, and like you say, that there's a song by this guy that I listen to named Swoop. And he says that in the song and he's like, you know, he's just kind of talking about throughout the whole song how him and his wife, like, bro, man, we on the same team. You know, and he had a line in the song and he says something like, why we play the blame game when we got the same name? Mm. And I was like, dang. And it, it just, in that moment, it hit me because I'm like, dang, like, I really be looking at my wife like she's uh, my opponent sometimes. Exactly. Like, we got the same name. My last name, Ray, your last name, Ray. You know, our children's last same name, Ray. Ray. Like, we literally on the same team. Like, we live in the same house. <laughs> you know, we supposed to be one. We supposed to be the same. Like, we are one flesh. Why are we so against each other at times? You know, it's like we're trying to find things where we're against each other. And I don't think at times we do it consciously, but it's unconsciously. You know, we especially when we didn't grow up, like you say, when we didn't grow up seeing, um, you know, these these relationships like a father, a, a, a husband, wife relationship, you know, a lot of us, especially in our, in, in our community, bro, like we ain't really seen, you know, exactly. good relationships or we did see, you know, a husband and wife relationship, but we seen a, you know, a husband and wife that didn't like each other. Yes. You know, that didn't work together. And now we're married and we're trying to figure this thing out. And if we've never seen that, and now we have children. It's like, man, literally, bro, at times it's like we're enemies. And I think that's one thing that we really got to fix in our, in, in our community, really uh, fixing that. Because when our children see that, what they do is, and they don't know any better a lot of times either. They'll even pit us against each other. Yes, I done, I, I done seen that. And that and that goes along with uh, my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, I came to her life when she was seven months, but now she know that she got another dad. Yeah, and I'm her, I'm her daddy, but she got another daddy. And so sometimes she'll be like, you know, I might say like, put that phone down. Yeah, or I want to go to my dad's house now. <laughs> or me and my wife get to arguing or something, yeah. she'll be closer to her mama, and I'll be just be like, you know, I see kind of stuff like that, and I say, 
nah, we got to squash this in the bud right now. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, kids will definitely do that. But you got to understand now, they kids. Yeah, straight up. You know, I, I don't know no better. They, they don't know no better. And I always tell people, man, you got to realize they think they knowing what's right, mm-hmm. but they don't know what's right. That's so real. we got to come in and teach them what's right and wrong, man. And it's important that they can see mom and dad argue. And five minutes later, they hugging and kissing. All right. That's real. That's real. How you feel about, um, what's your thoughts on um, a mom and a dad, you know, arguing in front of the children? Uh, it depends on the argument and how it escalates and what's the argument about. I know my youngest two, when they even hear me and my wife even get mad or yell at each other, they start crying immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It scared them. <laughs> and then it yeah. scared me because I be thinking what they thinking. All right. I be saying what they thinking. So, uh, you know, it depends on what the argument it is and, and how you dealing with it in front of them because mental health, like we, we were saying earlier, it, 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 it plays a vital role in a child's life. So if you can, my advice is to keep the arguments as low and quick as possible. Yeah. Get the kids in the room and we'll talk about it later. Talk about it later and realize that, you know, it's affecting the kids when you do get in the argument in front of them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important. That's something that I'm working on. You know, I, I'm we all we I'm all. working on that thing, man, because at times, you know, like it's in the spur of the moment. Always. I'm thinking to myself, I ain't trying to wait till there. I want to get that thing off my chest right now. And sometimes like, you'll say that because you know, <laughs> you'll say, man, we're going to wait till later. And some problems you said that you didn't never get to. All right. So then you saying, well, we said that about the last two times and we never handled it. So I'm going to handle it now. I don't care yeah. about these kids in front of here or not because <laughs> we need to handle this because we ain't handled the last two situations. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, that's where the one is coming in at mm-hmm. and you and your wife sacrifice time to really talk about situations. So, you know, definitely uh, nip it in the bud quick, though, when the kids do. That's real. That's real. How was your relationship with your own dad? What was that like? Well, of course, you know, I grew up you know, single mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mama and daddy got married before I was born, before my older brother was born. And I say by the time I was three, they was married like maybe eight years at the most, mm-hmm. they divorced. And uh, I don't really remember him being around when I was younger, but uh, after that, the relationship kind of like just went downhill. And the funny thing about that is, you know, just like any, any son though, they look up to their dad as their hero. Mm-hmm. And you know, we stayed in Georgia, he stayed in Florida, but it was just something about my daddy when I talked to him, even though I knew I might talk to him on my birthday or just for Christmas, it was still like, that's my daddy. That's real. You know, and, and, and until I got older, <clears throat> and of course, when you turn into a teenage boy, you start resenting all the things that your father didn't do when he wasn't there, and you start remembering the times your mama was crying. So, mm-hmm. of course, when I got older, real. I started looking at him like with hate and envy. So, uh, you know, I had to repair that over time and realize that, uh, you know, he did some mistakes, my mama did some mistakes, but uh, right now, at uh, 35 married, we, 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 
closer than we ever been. And I can yeah. say, you know, it's only God did that. So, uh, but growing up, just like any other, you know, young man out there seeing their mama struggle, you know, of course the relationship with my dad was real bad. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we weren't close. Charlemagne uh, from Breakfast Club said something the other day and um, it hit me and it was so real. He said, in reference to our dads, he was like, you know, in so many ways, in ref, uh, in so many ways, what he was saying was like, at some point, we got to really look at our dads. You know, we got to really look at, like, we just got to kind of look at them as not, like, they ain't perfect dudes, you know, like, and we got to really understand that. And I think when you really start to see your dad as, as he was, like, I know my dad was young when he had me. And yeah, he made mistakes. It's like, yeah. I mean, of course, I would have wished that he would have been there while I was growing up. But it's like. Man, my daddy had some real issues, bro. Yes, yes. Like, he had real issues. And it's like, when you start looking at your at your dad in that way, like, why was, like, and I think we got to have that conversation with our dads. And that's the conversation that I did have with mine. And I asked him one time. He was at the county jail. And I pulled up, and I just wanted, I just asked him, like, bro, what happened? Like, I just want to know, like, this is some years ago. This was maybe 2012, 2011. And, you know, I had just got saved. And I was like, man, you know what? I want to, I ain't never really had a real conversation with my dad. Like I had talked with him before, of course, but I had never really sat him down and really had like a real man to man conversation. And I sat him down and, I just asked him, bro, tell me what happened, bro. I just want to know. I ain't even come at a judge and that. I want to know what happened to you, bro. Why are you the way that you are? Mm -hmm. And man, he, he sat down and he told me, bro. He laid it all out. And the one thing I realized is that, man, my daddy got had real issues, bro. <laughs> like, he had some real he had real issues and it's like, who am I to judge you, bro? Yep. And, and, and speaking of my, uh, my dad, he said, I remember when my granddaddy passed his daddy. I never knew my granddaddy, never seen him, mm -hmm. never. But I remember when he passed, this was around my 2010, 2011. One of my cousins called me and said, yeah, you know, your granddaddy passed. So I called my daddy and I asked him, was he even going to the funeral? And he said, nah, I ain't going. And I was like, he ain't going to his own daddy funeral. And just like you were just saying, now that I think about that, 10 years ago when he said, I think about, man, I wonder how his relationship with his daddy affected mm -hmm. his relationship, how he, uh, how he wanted to raise true. me. And you know, I ain't had that point, that talk like you had with your dad, but uh, I want to talk about my dad, you know, about 
the effects of him not having his dad in his life because he couldn't because he's like, man, I ain't going to his friend. Around. I ain't really know him like that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. dang, so you you still envying your dad mm-hmm. at 60 years old. For real. My dad was like 60, 61 when his daddy died. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I ain't going. So he still mm-hmm. had issues. He was dealing with, with his daddy. I and I wonder how that played a role with him raising me. Mm-hmm. And he was 60 then. That's trauma, dog. That, that trauma, bro. And that's what I think a lot of people, you know, especially when it comes to our parents, we, I think we can be very judgmental of our parents at times, mm-hmm. you know, especially now that we're parents and, and stuff. I think a lot of people be very judgmental of their parents. <clears throat> and the crazy thing is, I think it'd be the other way around a lot of times. Like, I feel like we'd be very judgmental of our parents, but our parents be looking at us like, you know, like, like when it comes to my, my children, I'm fussing at them jokers. Then my mama would be like, well, Sean, don't, you ain't got to worry about that. I'm like, huh? Don't worry about that. Man, as many times as you told my behind up when I was younger, and she like, well, you know, I shouldn't have did that. You know, and she say stuff like that now. And it's like, she understand now that she's older, she like, nah, you know, like that ain't, don't do it. You ain't got to, don't get them. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what you mean? Don't get them. Like, but you got me for for little for, for, for way less stuff than right. that for real. So so I, I think at times we be judgmental of our parents, but our parents the other way. So it's like I, I've like I say, but it took for me to really sit down with my dad and have that conversation because I felt like I I actually knew knew him now and I understood more about my dad and it gave me just a greater understanding. Now, like you say. Boy, the relationship I got with my daddy now, well, I wish I had this all my life. All my life. You know, now my dad called me every other week, you know, just, hey, hey son, you know, I was just calling, I was thinking about you, you know, how you doing? Sometimes he called me asking for prayer, you know, or he just needs some encouragement, you know, and still at this age, you know, my daddy calling me for encouragement, son, you know, I just need to hear something. I need, I need some word. What's the word? Like, I need that right now. Yes, yes. And at times I'd be thinking, shoot, well, sometimes I need that from my daddy. But well, I thank God I'm in a position to where, you know, I can be influential to uh to my to my to my father and give him those words of encouragement and keep him uplifted. But I I thank God for my dad nowadays, you know, because he like I say, he'll call me. He let me know he loved me. And for me, that's everything, bro. Like, that's everything, bro. Because I've always, I ain't never really been mad with my dad, per se. Like, I don't know. I ain't never. At times, it did hurt me. You know, one night, bro. I don't think I ever told you about this. I called Pastor one night. We were, This is when we were... Um, we were out there doing the uh, the mentoring on, on A at, at the, uh, Blue, the Blue Center. One night after we left from out there, bro, I'm driving home. Bro, I just start crying, bro. I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just crying, bro. I'm talking about like, I ain't regular crying. Just I'm talking about crying. Like, it's not coming out. What? Bro, I was so sad, bro. It, 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 it just hit me because you know how we used to be with them jits, bro. You know, all the stuff we were doing for that. And like, bro, I literally love them kids, yeah, bro. Like, yeah. I love them jits, bro. And, it, and, and and I felt like, you know, 
it was nothing that I wouldn't do for them jits, bro. Like anything in my power that I could do, I would do. Because I love them just that. Like, we spent so much time with them just. I felt like, you know, they were my little brothers, you know? Something like that. And I started thinking, like, damn, like, why my daddy don't love me like this? Exactly. Like, and it just it just hit me, bro. And I'm just, I started thinking about how I, how I was with my children at the time. At the time, all I had was Azriel. And I'm like... Like, why my daddy don't love me like this? Mm-hmm. Like, the way that... And not knowing that, he probably do love me like that. Maybe he just had his own issues. Yes. But, yes. like, why wasn't my daddy here for me? Like, the same way I'm here for these kids, I wish my daddy would have been here for me like this to give me that push and tell me that I could do better than what I'm doing. You know, why, why couldn't it, you know... I, he be there to just hug me sometimes. Why am my daddy here? Why, why am my daddy in here to just hear me sometimes? You know, and it, it, it started, it hit me that night, bro. And I went home, bro. I cried on my wife's shoulder, bro. Like, for real, for real. And it, 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 it hit me that night. And I called my mom. And my mom was like, you know, she just told me, you know, well, you know, you, I was always here for it. And I had to explain to her, you know, it ain't about her. Like, my mom did everything she could, literally, bro. I'm talking about perfect to me. My mom was that. She was all that, bro. And, you know, okay, yeah, I had uncles and, you know, I had, you know, other men that tried to step in, but it's like, bro, at the end of the day, it still wasn't my dad. Like, I wanted my dad to be there. yes. Like, I wanted that relationship with him. Like, I literally wanted that. And, you know, like, with all of that, like, when that hit me, I was like, I think at that moment, it hit me like, okay, maybe it does hurt me. Like, because I used to say, well, I don't hate my daddy or not like that. Or, I, you know, it don't really bother me with my dad not being there. But that night right there proved to me that, yeah, yeah, it, it hurt you, bro. And, 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 and the add on to that, I think, uh, like I was alluding to earlier, when I got older, my relationship with my dad, it, it, it turned into hate and envy. Mm-hmm. And it turned to hate and envy when I seen other men doing right. the things he's supposed to yeah. do. Yeah. Mike, you know you supposed to cut that grass. You 16 years yeah. old. Let me show you. Yeah. Mike, watch your mama car. Y'all over there, y'all some teenage yeah. boys. And you were saying you was doing the same thing to them. And you got connected to, you know, the, the young men we was uh, mentoring. And then you start thinking about why my dad ain't doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think at certain ages of a young man life, when they have mentors or some other men showing them kind of like love, that's when the envy and hate come with their daddy saying, man, Mr. Shah, Mr. Mike, they showing us the love that our daddies get. So then they probably start thinking about when we left, man, why my daddy don't even come over here and see if we hungry or nothing. So I can imagine how they was feeling when we was leaving. Mm -hmm. But then when we was leaving, I had the same thing with you, like the uh, issues with you, like, man, why my daddy won? Loving me like this. Mm-hmm. And so I think it get to a point, man, a young man life when they got a good role, male role model in their life and their father wasn't 
hate step into their father because they saying mm-hmm. another man was not even my father or no <laughs> blood relation mm-hmm. doing even more than what you supposed to do. That's so real. so it's important uh to kind of like you know get to know your dad, especially in your teenage years, to not envy and hate him. That's real. That's real. And, and I'll say this to the fathers out there that um, that aren't active in their children's lives right now or, you know, by by choice or by you might not want that. Man, it will mean the world to your son or to your daughter that you just, even if you just called them, like literally just just calling can be everything, yes, bro. Yes, yes. Like yes. literally, it ain't got to be no whole hour, two hour conversation. Bro, sometimes to know that, like for me, just to know right now that my dad, bro, I'm 31 years old and that just still means the world to me. To know that sometimes my dad thought about me, like yes. that joker will call me. And sometimes I can't answer the phone and he'll leave a message like, man, son, I was just calling to tell you I love you. You know, I was thinking about you. What? But that's for me. I'm like, hey, that's what's up. Bro. Yes, like, call my boy back. Hey, you know, we'll sit there and we'll chop it up, laugh for a little while or whatever. And it's like, bro, I love you. You know? And I loved my dad enough last year to where I had to tell that joke about himself too. You know? And I told him you know, he was having some issues and I had to be real with my daddy and I told him some real stuff, you know, some some real tough love, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to tell him about itself. And I, one thing I respected about it, about that whole uh, conversation I had with him. After that, I seen a crazy change in him. Bro, he ain't never been the same since that conversation I had with him. Touched. I felt like it pierced his heart, but I... I loved him to, uh, uh, enough to tell him about himself. And I just had to tell him, bro, you need to get right, bro. Like, you need to get yourself together. Like, all that feeling bad for yourself, or you ain't, I wasn't here for you. Man, I don't give a, <laughs> I don't care nothing about that, bro. I don't care about all the years that you weren't there. Bro, I'm still living today, bro. And you got grandchildren. Like, Forget the past. Move on, my boy. Like, all that being in the past, I ain't going there with you no more. And, and, and to all the fathers who wasn't in their kids' life, just like my brother Shah said, forget about the past. Because I think up. all fathers who, uh, my dad uh, especially used to say, oh, I know I wasn't there for this. And I know, that's like, dad, I'm here now. Though. All right. Just do, Straight up. pick me up and let's go to lunch now. Straight up. Pick me up and let's have Thanksgiving dinner. So Straight I tell up. him, I'm done with the past. I had the same thing. I'm done with the past. So let's just deal with the future. And we gonna build a relationship off the future, That's not real. the past. Straight so up. all fathers who haven't been there, man, throw away the past Straight and start up. looking at the future. That's real. That's real. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, just knowing that, bro, every day we're alive, there's a, you have another opportunity to make that connection with your children. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it go, even for us, you know, it's important for us to not take any day for granted. 
you know, we got to live every day like today is our last. Mm. You know, we just seen this whole thing with Kobe Bryant. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, in January, mm. we seen how. First of the year. Bruh. I'm telling you, bro. Just think. Well, his wife even said she said the last. I think the, the conversation she had. She said when he left the house, you know, you know, he, he told her about whatever, told her he loved her, whatever. But who knew like that was gonna be the last time I'm gonna see my daughter, and it's the last time I'm gonna see my my husband. You know, mm. he didn't know that was the last time he was gonna see his other daughters. Damn, man, turned off. They didn't like he didn't know that, bro. So it's like we gotta take every moment to make sure that we we never let that out of our minds. Like, yeah, I ain't I might not have been here, I might not have done this, I might not have been the perfect father or whatever. Or I might have messed up on yesterday. Man, we still have the opportunity to get it. Every day we wake up, bro, we got another opportunity. But today, it's another opportunity to teach my child something. It's another opportunity to spend, you know, this time with my child. There's another opportunity that I have to love on them and let them know, you know, how much I cherish them and how much I love them. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's like every moment, bro, and, and it, everything counts because, bro, literally it can happen just like that. And we gone. Just like <laughs> bro, that. we gone, bro. Like, <laughs> and, and, and the COVID situation, it, it, it kind of hit me hard because, of course, you know, I grew up on Kobe, and, right. and I know to the extent of his relationships, how he had with his daughters until the death. And I yeah. see all the pictures yeah. and, you know, the interviews and, you know, the photos of him when he was winning the first and second and third championship and she was there as a baby. And, mm-hmm. and I was realizing, I heard an interview when he was saying to all, Kobe was like, uh, Every day is a it, it, it's like a new beginning because he can just be a regular person around his daughters. Sweet. He can sing, you know, all the songs they sing, do the crazy dances, yeah. you know, paint their nails, you know, read them bedtime stories. And I said, man, he was finally coming to like that made him whole, that all made right. him complete. Real. So you know, it definitely you know took me by surprise, and me having three daughters, you know, uh. It just, it, it, it really got me in tune until every day when you wake up is a blessing, like mm-hmm. you just said. Man, that thing, mm. with the, boy, when I tell you I cried, and the thing that cried was always about his daughter, bro. Exactly. But that thing, that just. People say, man, you crying and you don't even know Kobe and he a millionaire. His wife don't got to look for nothing no more. I say, yeah, but his daughters, how is mentally going to affect him? Right. And, and I was just. Like the tears was for his daughters. All right, bro. That's that's the thing that got every time. I still don't be like I don't be. It it make me sad every time. Like I see like a picture of his daughter and stuff. That stuff just get me, bro. Because like I be thinking like, dang, like. (laughs) But now who gonna teach? And and, and I think about this though too. Mm -mm, Uh, mm -mm, mm Who gonna teach his, which man gonna step mm-hmm. in, like you were saying earlier, uncle, granddaddy, you know, just a neighborhood community guy. Who gonna step mm-hmm. in to teach his other two daughters, three daughters? You know, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Which man, and I'm talking about a real man that's gonna do 
the the, the things that Kobe said was gonna do and do it with love, chastise with love. That's you real. know what I'm saying? So like. That's the hard part about it. Mm-hmm. And will Vanessa even trust another man All to right. come into that vicinity to like teach him that way? That's real. So like they might not grow up with a man in their life, like mm-hmm. a man father figure like that. Of course, they're going to have, you know, like Michael Jordan said and Shaq said, you know, doing the eulogy. They're going to look after them. Mm-hmm. But what about the little stuff when they got a cold on a Monday night? That's real. Or they threw up on the way going to church. All right. She still got to deal with that, you know, every day. And they got to deal with like, man, what if daddy was here? Right. Ty go out, daddy will change it. <laughs> or they change it, daddy will change it. So, That's you know, real, it's a tragedy, man. But <clears throat> for all fathers who, you know, uh, was looking at the story, man, just just wake up every day and just, you know, like like Sha say, call your daughter, call your son, you know, just to say, hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about y'all, I love you. Five minutes, two minutes, man, whatever. So uh if you got anything out of that COVID tragedy, that's that's probably it, man. That's just, real. just just take life, you know, every day. That's real. That's real, man. But yeah, bro, that's like I say, I couldn't imagine my daughters waking up and me not being there. Mm. I I, I cried just thinking man, about bro, it. Bro, bro, that that's the thing that get every time, bro. Like, that's what I think about, like what if one day my son wake up and I ain't there? And I know eventually, you know, it's inevitable. We all going to leave this go. earth. And it's like, oh, boy, that's the, it, it, it get me, bro. Every time. And that's why, and that's why I am who I am yes. today. Yes. That's why, you know, I'm the type of father that I, you know, some people be like, oh, Shaw, you know, you're a good father and this and that. And I appreciate that stuff. Like, I, I, I really do. I appreciate it. But to me, I'm just like, man, like, what else? Hey, literally, what else am I supposed to do? Exactly. Like, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Like, how, bro, I look my babies in the face. And I'm like, even when I'm mad at them jokers, why I miss the heck out of them jokers when they, I, 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 I be mad with them, tell them to go in your room, go to sleep. They go to sleep, bro, I be missing them jokers after they sleep. Right out. Like, man, bro, I be the one in their room and go look at them while they sleep. Like, dang, they so sweet <laughs> when they sleep. <laughs> like, I think everybody, every, every parent do that. Every parent does Hey, that. and I be like, hey, boy, I love them jokers, though. Boy, they get on my nerves, but I love me so, boy, I love them little jokers, bro. And, 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 and I'm going to cut y'all shot, but that's what my oldest daughter said uh, about my middle daughter. She was gone for like two days, but the middle daughter always aggravating the older, my oldest right. daughter. And like when they just be playing, they just always arguing. But for the two days she was gone, right. my oldest daughter was like, when Mia coming back? And I'm like, why, baby? She was like, oh, I'm missing her. I said, see, see, you say you, she get on your nerves yeah. every five minutes. You saying stop this. But now that she gone for two days, you saying you miss her. All right. So and I tell her, yeah, baby, that's that's the like unconditional love you have for your mm-hmm. sister. So, uh, like, uh, it just puzzled me when you said that about you. <laughs> My oldest daughter do this, did the same thing uh, a week ago. A week ago. Yeah, that's real, bro. That's, I'm telling you, and I be telling my wife, I'm like, man, 
I miss my baby. <laughs> She'd be like, well, you ain't act like it. They would, they would just up. You were just yelling at them. I'm like, so? Shoot, I don't care. Like, I still love them. Like, they're my babies. They're like, my for babies. real, boy, I'm talking about it is, it's unexplainable how much I love my children, bro. Like, past the, like, I would rather them be here, be here getting on my nerves than me not having, like, for real, for real. Like, yes, yes. And, and, and that was something that, I realized that, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we were, when Chanel and the kids had to go to Chicago for that little while while yeah, we were yeah. basically homeless. And it was like, man, that thing made me cherish my family so much, bro. You know, like through that period, it made me really realize that, talk. When it comes to my children and my wife, like I was going away from my wife and my two youngest children for four months, from October to that 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 uh, January. And bro, when I tell you that was like pain that I ain't never experienced before, bro. Like it was just I don't know, bro. It's it's something that I would never wish on any man, bro. <clears throat> You know, to not, and that gave me my, that, that gave me my first, you know, taste of what it would be like to not mm. have my wife or to not have a child, even though I could talk with them on the phone still, you know, through technology, I could still see them on the screen, but bro, it was nice, bro. Like I cried, bro. Like just like knowing that. I don't want to see them on no screen. Bro. I want to touch my children, yes. bro. Like I want to like actually hug my son. I want to like touch my wife's face. Like I want to be able to like I want them in my grasp. Like I don't want to see them on no on no phone. Like that that might make me even more sad just seeing them on the phone. I want my babies home. Like man, and then you know that devil started messing with my like. Okay, what if the plane crap, man? Boy, that stuff there had me mentally gone, bro. You know, but I thank God, you know, for you, Tavares, Pastor, you know, people that I had in my corner that I could talk with. You know, even at times, bro, it made me happy just being around y'all families, bro. Like for real, for real. Like it made me, it gave me joy yeah. to see. Y'all with y'all family because it always just gave me that hope that one bro one day like I when when they left we ain't know when they were coming back we like well, just whenever we get the money mm. whenever we can find a place and you know whenever we'll be able to get money for uh, uh, the the tickets for the plane for them to come back all that and I'm just like literally bro I ain't know when I was gonna see them again bro yeah man that was that was tough for me man and uh. You know, just you talking about it, I can reminisce about one night we was having me in ministry and uh, you kind of like was talking about how I was taking a toll on you. And you, you know, you broke down a little bit and, and, and it made me break down from seeing really? you break down. And I, and I remember that night I went home and I told my wife, I told Bess, I said, baby, I said, it's men, these men that I'm around, they living real honest lives. And I was telling her, I said, see all this little, you know, petty stuff the devil wants you to go through? Mm-hmm. That ain't what we finna go through. I said, my brother Shaw right now going through a real situation. And at the time, you know, 
me and my wife was going through, you know, ups and downs in your marriage. And like you say, the devil come in and attack you. And I was like, this the reason why we need to stick together. Because, you know, Shaw living the right life, Chanel living the right life. And, you know, they still got problems, like just 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 living problems, not just, you know, marriage problems, but just living problems. And, uh, you know, I was like, baby, that's why it's so important for us to like stay connected and, and, and be around godly people. You know what I'm saying? Godly, you know, men, godly women, because you could have easily failed. You know, you could have easily said, well, you stay up here and I do my thing and you split. And then it, the generation curse would have been, That's you know, real. it, it would have been on you again. Then your son would have tried to have to break it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that was a real deal situation that opened my eyes, man. And, uh, you know, it takes a, 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 a real man to to do what you did and I just want to commend you on that man and uh you know it got me through some situations that I probably didn't tell you about but mm-hmm. you know I told my wife I say you know we look up to a lot of men but I told her even though I'm older than you I still yeah. look up to you because you doing the things that I haven't experienced real so I look up to you like that you are OG like the old yeah. folks say, you an OG, and an OG <laughs> is somebody who done been through a lot of things that you can go to. An OG could be 19, you could be 50, mm-hmm. but they got wisdom that you don't have, and done been yeah. through experiences. So that experience and wisdom, I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So you got me through some situations, man, just hearing what you was going through got me, you know, uh, to a point in my life and a level in my relationship to really look at it as in, in a whole and not to take, you know, my kids and my wife for granted, man. So, uh, you know, I'm glad everything worked out. Oh, yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it was a blessing that <clears throat> how everything worked out, man. And, and we sitting here talking about it today with That's a smile real. on the face. That's real, bro. That's real. It don't get no realer than that right there. And, um, yeah, I just, I just appreciate everybody in the ministry. Appreciate my, uh, my, my mother. My mother looked out for us. The people that my wife went and stayed with her family up there, man, they looked out, bro. Like they bought the plane tickets and all. Like when I tell you, we was blessed through it all. Like through all of that, bro, we were still blessed. You know, yes, we Lord. had, you know, my auntie always was looking out for me and my daughter. You know, my mom always doing this, and you know, my uh brothers. Like I just had so many people in my corner, and my wife had people in her corner. It was so many people that all came together. You know, Jason looking out for me around that time. You know, there was just so much. I just felt like I had so much love, and I was appreciative. You know, and I would. But one thing I always told my wife, I feel like it's just about character. Yes. You know, because people were willing to help you out. You know, when you know. When they see, you know, you see a, a young father and a young mother trying to take care of their children, you know, trying to do everything they can, you know, and it's like, and people are willing to help you out. And that's why it's always like, I've all, I've always, my main thing is character, character, yes. character. Yes. It's all about character, man, you know, and, 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 and through, through trials like that, through situations like that, Bro, those trials build character, bro. Like, man, I ain't never been the same since then. Mm. Bro, since October 2017, bro, I ain't never been the same. Like, when my wife then got back January 2018, bro, I ain't never been the same. Like, and I made that my thing. Like, I ain't gonna never be the same father. Like, I wanna 
do everything that I can to make sure that my family is straight, make sure that, you know, I'm loving on my wife and I still got so many things that I can work on, you know, so many things I can work on as a father and as a husband, you know, as a friend, as all of that. But my commitment is I'm going to get better. Yes. You know, I don't care if it take me for the rest of my life. I'm going to continue to strive to be better every single day, you know, and that's that's the commitment we got to have as fathers, knowing that like this whole dad, can we talk thing ain't about perfect dad. That's right. You know, this ain't about, you know, us being these perfect People, nah, you know, we we just dads that are committed. That's what it's about. It's about commitment. You know, are you committed to being a great father? Are you committed to being a great husband? You know, are you committed to taking care of your children? You know, doing whatever you got to do by all means. And that's what I know. I don't know no perfect dads. I know a whole bunch of dads that are committed to making sure that family is good. And that's what I appreciate. I appreciate having, you know, men around me that aren't perfect, but they're committed and they're they're willing to do whatever they got to do to make sure that they're being the, the man that their children need, the, the man that their, their family need, man. And, you know, that's what I see in our black community. I see a lot of black men that's committed to their family, you know. Now, of course, there are things that we can work on, but I see a lot of men that are committed to being better than what our dads were to us, you know, because our dads was a whole other generation. That's right. You know, and they had their issues and a lot of them weren't there. But I see in this day, in this generation, Bro, you talk to most black men right now, bro. We like, no, nah, boy, I can't be like my daddy. That's one thing I ain't trying to be like. You know, like, I, I want to be better. And they might not be married. They might not be living. I know a lot of dudes that ain't even living with their children. You know? But these dudes are like, man, boy, I'm going to go pick my kids up every weekend. Every weekend. I know a guy that I work with right now. That joker say, only time he have his child is on the weekend. That joker say, man, I'm going to make sure every weekend he was like, boy, I ain't doing nothing if it ain't with my son. Mm. Every weekend, I know that's the only time I get with my child. Man, I'm going to make the most of them little two and a half days I got my child. Boy, I'm going to make the most. And he's like, boy, we going to do everything. And he was like, I mean, that's all I got got him for right now. That's, I mean, according to the court, the, the court documents. If they give me two days with my child, I'm going to cherish them two days. And I'm like, hey, boy, I don't blame you, bro. Hey, I, I I feel you, you know, and some people, I know everybody ain't got it as good as us, bro. You know, to be in the same house with our children, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But, uh, yeah, man, hey, this, I think we can end it on that note, man. Uh, Fathers, be committed. Be committed to your family. Be committed to your children. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that your children grow up knowing that their father loved them. Because that will mean everything to your child. 
whether you know it or not, that could mean everything. Just knowing, just your child knowing that you love them, and not just by things that you say at your out your mouth, but in everything that you do, the way that you the way that you treat them, the things that you do. Make sure in every way possible that you live on this earth, you're doing things to make sure your child knows that they're loved and that they mean something. You know, that they're more than what, you know, the outside world would tell them that they are because we live in a harsh time. You know, we live in a very harsh time where especially for, for, for black men who have black children, our children are growing up in a harsh world like we did, you know, and in so many ways, you know, it's almost even more harsh today with the 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 uh, climate that our children are growing up in. So we got to do our part at home to make sure that our children, when they leave out of our house, they know that they 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 are greater than what other people are going to tell them that they are. They got to know that their love. And that someone cherishes them. They got to know that, you know, that they're valuable. We got to, we, it's up to us to instill that because if we don't tell them that at home, it's a good chance they ain't going to, nobody ain't going to tell them that outside of the home. You know, so let's make sure that we're committed to that work right there. Yes. And uh, commitment, no excuses. Fathers don't make excuses uh, mm-hmm. for your child. And, and, and to to just end it, or what, just add to what you said, to make it, mm-hmm. to, to make them cherish you. Just two, three, two, three days ago, I think it was the anniversary of Trayvon. Yep. I think like yep. February yep. 27th yep. or 28th. And I, uh, and I just was imagining like what he'll be right now. Mm-hmm. Like what type of, what, would he be a father right now? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So what you were just saying about black fathers, man, we got to let our kids know that they cherish, that they love, and we got to prepare them for the world that they going to grow up in. That's real. Because eventually they going to be a black man, just like we are young black men now, just like Trayvon was a young black man then. We have to prepare our kids because the mainstream media won't. So that's why I'm so happy, man, that you're doing these dad can we talks because mainstream media won't highlight just the average black father that do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love this platform that you're doing, man. And I, and I hope it reach everybody that need, it need to be reached and it just continues to grow, grow and grow, man, because uh, what you're doing is great, man. And, and, and dads, you know, we all need to talk about, you know, how to be dads, how to be fathers, how to be husbands. So this is a great platform that you're doing, man. And, and like you say, commitment, commitment, commitment to your kids. And, and I say no excuses, none at all. So uh, dad, can we talk, man? It's a great platform and I hope everybody check it out, man. And uh, I just keep, keep, you know, hope alive and, and keep it going so we can just get it bigger and broader to reach, you know, a more, you know, diverse audience and, uh, you know, we can just keep it going, man. And, and to years to come. So 
Yeah. Dads, man, can we talk, man? No excuses, no, no excuses, man. No excuses. So straight up, that, that that's the theme, man. No excuses, man. That's real. That's real. Well, that wraps up this episode, episode three of Dad. Can we talk, y'all? Make sure you go on Facebook, follow the Facebook page, stay tuned on the Facebook page. I try to post all my updates there uh, and listen on every uh, every platform, uh, Spotify. Uh, Apple Music, uh, Google Mu- I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, anywhere you, where you find podcasts, we are available. We are out there. So, uh, like they like to say, we out you. So, that ends this episode. Y'all have a great day, a great rest of your week, and a great year. Continue to stay tuned.